0: happy Easter, okay, right, Christos Anesti, thank you, Alithos Anesti, you got to, you don't know that, you don't know that, Christos Anesti is Greek, Christ is risen, and the response is Alithos Anesti, right, which is truly he is risen, right, So, so that's good, and you can't say that with like a bunch of, you know, Germanic or Norwegian white kids, okay, you have to say it with some Mediterranean flair, right? I'm quartered Greek. So you say, Christos anesti, and the response is, Alithos anesti, right? You've got to have some passion. Okay, um, so Christ is truly risen, and the church is not letting us move beyond Easter. So this is Wednesday in the octave of Easter. And then we have a whole season dedicated, but these eight days, liturgically, the church is saying, you're in Easter. It is Easter. It is Easter. It is Easter. Because we'll move on too quickly especially in this culture right what's the next big holiday or whatever right and I don't even know what that is but it's probably not religious right some stupid thing that what, I don't know what the next one is okay but it's going to be dumb and the church is like stay in Easter because the mystery of our salvation is made present and friends we don't believe it Because if we actually did, our whole lives would look different. If we really believed that Jesus was risen from the dead, that he gives himself to us in the breaking of the bread, our whole lives look different. Every difficulty, every joy, every struggle, every triumph, It all looks different because Jesus is risen from the dead. Not if he's risen from the dead, but because he's risen from the dead. So for us, the church says, stay in it until you believe it. Don't move on. We're so much like these disciples in the gospel tonight, the great story of the the road to Emmaus. These two men followed Jesus. And then they saw That it all fell apart, the cross. And so, what are they doing? Well, let's walk away. We were hoping it'd be this, turned out to be that. So, they walk away. Notice, they're walking away not just from Jerusalem, but they're walking away from who's in Jerusalem? The 11. Blessed Mother, the church. They're walking away from the church and they're downcast because they expected one thing and they got something different and they can't see beyond their own expectation. But here's the beautiful thing and this is so true for them but it's so true for our lives. Who comes right alongside them as they're walking away, while they're walking away is Jesus. And he walks with them And he starts asking questions. What are you talking about? They're downcast. While we were hoping this. You don't know what happened? Mm -mm. What sort of things happened? It's hilarious, actually. If anybody knew exactly what sort of things happened to Jesus of Nazareth in Jerusalem, it's Jesus of Nazareth but what he's doing is he's asking them the question to draw out what is preventing them from recognizing him because that's in the gospel. Jesus himself drew near and walked with them, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. What is that? Is God just playing a game? Is he hiding from them? No, there is something that is preventing them from seeing him, and it's their own disappointment. It's their own discouragement. It's their own lack of trust and faith. It's their own unwillingness to believe a truth that others have proclaimed to them. And that's what really gets Jesus going. They tell the story. We thought he was this. We thought he'd be the the, the anointed one, the Messiah, and then it all fell apart. But then this happened. Some of our women went to the tomb and saw a vision of angels who said he's risen. And then some people went and verified that. And we don't know. We're we're astounded and that's what gets Jesus going because they had the gospel proclaimed to them. They had the resurrection proclaimed to them and they still walked away and that's us. We hear it over and over. Jesus has risen from the dead for us. That he's really and truly alive and we still walk away downcast because it didn't fit our expectations. And so Jesus Oh, how foolish you are. How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. How's your heart tonight? Do you believe Jesus Christ not only died for you, but rose for you? Are you quick to respond to that truth? And it's hard for us sometimes, right? We can't always just force ourselves to jump. But the church is saying, listen, everybody, stop being slow of heart. This is the truth. This is the thing that flips everything over, that changes everything. And it's right here for every one of us. He's right with us. Now, why don't they believe? Was it not necessary, Jesus says, that the Christ should suffer these things? and enter into his glory. Don't you see that there's no Easter Sunday without Good Friday? There's no resurrection without the crucifixion. And that's true for Jesus. But friends, it's also true for all of us who follow him. We run from the cross, whatever that looks like in our life, we run from the resurrection. We run from suffering, Then we run from the glory that comes after having suffered and been raised up by God. Friends, that's why people go to church and nothing seems to change in their life. Jesus didn't save us from suffering. He saved us from sin. He changed suffering to say that suffering leads to this glory, that dying leads to rising, He set up exactly that pattern, and that we can't deviate from that pattern. We don't get Easter without Good Friday. We don't get it. We don't get resurrection without dying. Have to have the cross in order to have the crown. And until we believe that, then the resurrection seems like just a nice idea. I hear it preached, but my eyes are prevented from recognizing the truth of it. My heart is slow to respond to it. Well, Jesus wants to change that. Just as he walks these guys through, so he asks the questions to draw out what is preventing them from believing. And then, beautifully, he walks them through everything in the scriptures that refers to him. Notice they still don't recognize him but their hearts start catching fire that, yeah, this is true. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, maybe the cross isn't this awful thing that happened, but maybe it was the whole point so this much better thing could happen. Their hearts start burning within them. And then Jesus gives them, but really gives us the gift. He takes bread. Breaks it after saying the blessing. And then he gives it to them. If you can't see the clear reference to the Eucharist, what we're going to do, I can't help you. It's right there. And it's in that mystery, that new way of being, that they finally recognize him. And then he vanishes. Because that's how he wants to be with us. He'd prefer to be with us hidden under what looks like bread than to be walking with us because he wants to enter into our lives, not just be alongside us. That's what we get to be about. That's why we're here. And it's truly the risen Lord, nothing less than him. May we not be slow of heart to believe but may our hearts leap with faith and receive our Lord who has risen from the dead receive him with joy happy Easter